you you are now entering the Betamax dungeon with Forge and someone else. Who? Welcome everybody to this week's edition of the Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. And me, Jamie Ball. Hello, Mark. Hello, listener. Um, so, as I pre-warned you earlier, Mark, I, I've finally come to a point with my new introduction where I'm about ready to give it a go. Okay. All right. This is the first time I'm hearing this, ladies and gents. Well, I I often think that with our podcast, we often it's a journey that we're sharing with the listener, right? And we it, it's good to talk them through our thought processes because they are part of the creative. Are they process? How? Well, because they're hearing it by not listening. Well, by no, voting the people that are listens. the people that are listening. We've included them in the get-go in our thought processes of where we are now. We're not where we started. We've moved with the times. We've developed. We've progressed. Yeah. So now we're at a point, a stage where this is very much a rough draft. So if it doesn't go well... Um, what, you're coming in with a rough draft? Well, it's, well, it's pretty... Not, not a finished, polished... Item. I think this might work. Okay. This might be the one we go with. And I've got... You'll notice I've got a, this thing. Am I allowed to say what that thing is? Yeah. It's a box. What is that thing? It's a <laughs> lament configuration box. No, it's not one of them. Is it not? No, it's a mother... Oh, it's a mother box. It's a mother box. Um, yeah, let's not go into that. Um, but it makes unique sounds. So Does I it? thought that might make for a atmospheric, spooky... Kind of, hopefully... Okay. I, I did it earlier on my own. Okay. Or I tried. But anyway. But I could also do your advice, again, because we're workshopping my new introduction. Yeah. Don't look bored already, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I need, need help creatively. Okay. Right. So, okay. We'll give it a go. Uh, hang on. Right. So I'm going to have to cut this wrestling out later, am I? You might have to cut some of the wrestling out. So, let's just say we've had... You've done your normal introduction. Yeah. Your normal introduction, uh, and then we get to my bit. Just do it. Maybe that. Maybe have that a bit closer to the mic. Wait, is, I don't know if that's. Uh, hang on. Uh, <laughs> right, hang on, now I'm getting a giggle fit. Right, just hang on a minute. I don't think that's the one I want. Okay. Hello, listener. Is it true that you're drawn to the dark? That you flirt with fear? You dance with the devil? That I'm taking you by the hand. I'm leading you by the hand. Up the garden path. Down a dark alley. Across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. To a door. It's a medieval door. I'm taking you through the door. I'm leading you by the hand through the door. And we're going down. Down. Into another realm. Another dimension. Down past roughly hewn cyclopean brickwork, past blue mould and scuttling pies and chittering sausages, down into diabolical depths filled with goblins, ghosts and ghoulies. Further down, we're going even further down, Mark, your head's spinning, past an impossible pile of analogue tapes, devices of torture and things wailing in the night. Something grotesque burps brimstone into your face. There's a sinister, murderous vibe. You're in a world of the macabre. You're in our bowels, our terrible bowels. You're in the bowels 
of the Betamax Dungeon. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon. Is that what is that what you're going for? Yeah, I didn't finish the What do you mean you didn't finish it? Well you thought, I thought you... This week we're celebrating. And then I didn't have anyone we're not this week because I didn't get that five, spent all my time writing that. Right. So I didn't I didn't have a Right. Uh Right, you buggered it up. Oh did did didn't bugger it up. You stopped talking. Uh, for effect, I was pausing for effect, Mark. Oh, you've right, just, anyway, well, we just talked about pauses. No, okay, what have we spent the last 25 minutes doing about pauses? Pausing for effect is fine. Oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, so... Well. Right, well, where, are we, where, are we, where are we putting that? In the, are we doing the normal sort of spooky music intro with the screaming, or was that the new intro now? No, 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 no. Your normal intro... No, the normal music intro. Yeah. And then you just say, hello, I'm Mark Fortune. Yeah. Then you just play that every time. And at the end, where I would say, this week was celebrating, and then every week I would just say someone's name. Someone's name or a say movie. Any of that. Or, yeah, or a book or a, something, or an object of interest, device of torture, I don't know. Well, do you want to listen Clothing back to that? from do you, the 60s. Do you want to listen so back to that now? What, now? And then we'll get your reaction. To how to well or bad I forget. To how, know. what it sounds like. Yeah, we can do that, Okay. okay. Right, now having listened to that, what were your thoughts? Okay, maybe it was a bit long. It was a minute and ten seconds. Okay, I could probably trim it down to a minute and five. You could probably trim it down to about 30 seconds, I reckon. Right, okay. too long. If, if you cut a few downs out, you said bowel about four times. Bowels. Bowels? Yeah. Okay. Were you going for uh, Rod Serling slash Vincent Price? It is a little bit derivative. I don't really have the right voice for it. I was hoping that my noise box would do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> didn't really, didn't really cut it for me, really. Surely that would be better with spooky music. But well, then, that, but then that was a spooky sound effect. It's not. What? The... That's kind of spooky. It's, it sounds tinny and awful. That one's not so great. Wait, why have you got a mother box? Oh, this 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 one's almost like Evil Dead Two. That one's not bad. Maybe I should have gone with that one. Maybe that one would have sold it. No. Well, anyway, so it's a work in progress, Mark. No, it's all right. We've got an intro now. Um, why don't you? Why, why don't I edit that down to, to something? Yeah. Well, don't lose that original stream of consciousness what? bullshit that Heaven I just forbid. spouted Heaven into a microphone. Yeah, thank God we were recording for me to say that shit into. What have you been watching this week, Mark? Um... I've watched a lot of Halloween films. Okay. But it is still kind of that season. Well, I've Not still really. Got, I've still got my ropey pumpkins up. It's V for Vendetta time now, isn't it? Didn't you always watch that? On... No. I never watched it all the way through. Yeah. Really? No. Yeah, I kind of like it. So. Oh, so yeah. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Yeah. Do they have that, in, do they have that in a, anywhere else in the world? Why would they? It's a yeah, purely no, it's, European... It's, uh, yeah, it's a very... English thing, I'd imagine. But then... I guess it's that time of year where a lot of cultures do in the winter months. They, you, you know, America has Thanksgiving, don't they? And I know bonfire night and they're quite the same or well, celebrated the same. They don't have it at all, do they? What bonfire night? Yeah. No, of course they don't. No, no why would they? But they are Thanksgiving, and why would we? Because do you know what I mean? 
this. The, I, mean, I don't fully understand what Thanksgiving is. Sorry, American listeners. Well, well, it's all to do with when the Pilgrim Fathers or the initial settlers were there, and I think they they made friends with the Indians. All oh, right, is this before a, or after they gave him the, the uh, before box. the gen before right. the genocide? Okay, they made friends and they. Um, well, this ties into what I saw at the cinema, and I, I won't even put it in the title. I won't even give any spoilers away because this is a new film. But I did go to the local flea pit to watch Killers of the Flower Moon, the new Martin Scorsese film. Long was it? It's three and a half hours long, Mark. And i got to say, again, I won't spoil it, but if you've seen the trailer, then you've got a pretty good idea from the trailer what the story is and where it's going, who the who the villains are or you know you got a pretty good idea of the story yeah the actual movie is just a three and a half hour version of that trailer yeah i got that feeling so you you feel like you know the story going in and three and a half hours later you just feel like well i knew that i knew all that (laughs) but it was still thanks marty it it was it was a very well-made film. I mean, there's no two ways about it. The guy knows how to make a good film. And it, it, it sort of touches on a lot of the themes that he's kind of into, like people that are essentially bad, but then at some point they decide to give evidence against who they were with. And uh, those. he's very good at doing really disturbing like assassination scenes where people are going to kill someone and he just makes it so horrifyingly kind of mundane yeah, yeah. and they're just sort of they're just I'm their whole yeah. how they don't give a shit to them it's just like you know eating a pie or something I don't know that was weird I don't know why I said that <laughs> putting bins out yeah just day to day it's just a bit of a schlep yeah it's it's a, and it make and it makes it that much more horrific and disturbing so it's worth a watch yeah I just didn't fancy sitting through three hours three and a half hours of it was very long what really kind of stood out to me it the viewing not the film but again it was a local flea pit and I love kind of giving accounts of my visits to the local flea pit there was an old couple behind me who I guess they were getting on a little bit they were a little bit deaf and I think one of them needed the other to like repeat lines to them at odd times. It's like, what did he say? And it, that was kind of a little bit annoying. What? Because you had moved? And I could have done it. It wasn't that annoying. I didn't mind that much. And then it also, you know, it was just kind stood of, up in a huff and shouted out. No, no. It was kind of, if anything, I found it kind of endearing. Yeah, yeah. It was quite sweet. It wasn't that bad. And early on, when the film started, a guy came walking in with who his son his son must have been like what five six and they come walking on into the cinema and as soon as they walked in i was like you've come you've come into the wrong screen mate it took him it took him a good i I don't feel like i'm exaggerating it took a good five minutes into killers of the flower moon before he (laughs) he already started yeah he he walked in as the film was basically starting. Oh, we might have thought it was a trailer. Yeah, but for five minutes, and I mean, nothing really outrageously violent. What, what, what kids film? The Trolls is on there. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol and yeah. Trolls. Don't 
Daddy, listen. I think I I was getting a Paw Patrol vibe from them. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I think that's what they were meant to be seeing. Was you don't see like a police dog. No, no, I didn't. He might have been. I didn't notice. It was dark. Couldn't really tell. I just could tell he was way too young to be watching Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh God! I don't think he would have really enjoyed that three and a half cinematic odyssey. Not really. Yeah, it's worth a watch, but I wouldn't go. I wouldn't recommend anyone really go to the cinema and watch it. I'd just wait into this. Well, it's on Apple TV or something. Or is it? Yeah, I think it's a. Um, it's made for TV, really. I don't know why you put it at the cinema. Fix stuff that long. Should just go. It's, it's too long. Well, I like a good long film. I don't mind. I mean, three hours is plenty. Plenty. Yeah. I didn't. I, I must admit, maybe for the last half hour, I was a little bit kind of like, yeah, all right, I want to get out of this, this chair now. My bum was hurting. But it, he knows how to make a film. Yeah, he, yeah. And he knows how to keep an audience entertained through that film. And it was entertaining. But still, regarding the whole actual murders, I've still got loads of questions about it that weren't really answered or weren't sufficiently answered. And I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but there's, he, I, in some ways he didn't focus on the areas of what happened. He didn't, he didn't concentrate on the areas that me as an audience member wanted him to concentrate on. Right. He was maybe just looking at it from a weird perspective. Well, yeah, or just focusing on a di- different sides of the story and everything. But again, it's well, it, you know, it's well told, it's well put together. It's a horrible thing that happened. And, yeah, it's just, you know. Anyway, Killers of the Flower Moon. That was spoiler-free, wasn't it? Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, well done. So, any, is there anything else? No, no, well, let's get straight into the big movie this Well, week. I was going to mention Film Club last night. Because Tim let me down again. Why did he let you down again? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the guy lately. So, last <sighs> Why week... Why did he let you down? Why did he let you down? Well, so he'd never seen Halloween. Well... Which we discussed last what week. What hasn't he seen now? So he'd never seen Escape from New York. God damn. But he... What's he been doing? I've known him a long time, Mark. How has he got this far in life? I know, I know, I know, I don't... But he's seen Escape from LA. He even remembers the surfing bit out of Escape from LA. Like, the worst bit. Oh, that bit I've been trying to forget. Oh, yeah, I know. I've I've been trying to forget that bit. So bad. With, isn't it... Peter Fonda. Yeah. Randomly. What? I know. <laughs> is, is it like really poor CGI or is it really It's bad, just really poor. Or it's it's just, just really poor all around. It's a combination of piss poor effects working in the opposite of the stupid scene as well, isn't it? He's got yeah. a surf down a canyon. It's by, isn't it? Is it Hollywood Boulevard? Oh, or I don't know. Something like that. And I can't Steve remember. Steve Buscemi's in the car on the cliff. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's terrible. What an amazing film that is. We should do that one. We will, we'll get round to it. I don't, you know, it has its moments, but that was a really piss poor. I think that was the moment where John Carpenter, you were like, yeah, I love you, John Carpenter, but you're not quite what you were. I wish you were. You've knocked a cylinder out, mate. You're not firing an all cylinder. But hang on, didn't he do, was... Ghost from Ghosts of Mars was after that, wasn't it? Um, I, I kind of like Ghosts of Mars. 
It's not great. Oh, I like it. It's got a great cast. Cast is amazing. I don't like the... It's got a weird sort of time... It plays around with time, doesn't it, a little bit. I don't get why it does that. It doesn't need to. But it's a non-linear narrative, isn't it? So it keeps sort of jumping back in time. And well, isn't one of them given evidence about something? That's it, yeah. And it, it doesn't need... Happened. Yeah, it doesn't need that kind a of... A great cast is not a great movie maker. No, I kind of like Ghosts of Mars. I prefer that to Vampires. James Woods kind of gets on my wick in Vampires. Yeah, I think he gets on everyone's wick now. Well, yeah, but I want to like him in Vampires, and I don't it's really. Just, it's just, just the wrong guy for it, I think, isn't he? Well, I don't know. He I'm, just seems maybe, to be the wrong guy. I don't know. I don't know. It, on paper, it should have worked. He looked the part. He's kind of all right in it. He just, I it's got know. Bruce Campbell written all over it, that part. It's got Kurt Russell written all over well, it. Yeah, Kurt well. Russell would have killed it. Roddy Piper would have killed it. Vampires. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was it? One of anyway, the what, what, was the, what, was, what was the Tim consensus on Escape from New York? Oh, I think he liked it. i got to be honest with you. I think all three of us kind of fell asleep. Really? Yeah, we, we were dozing. We had put in a heroic stint of Mario Kart in. I think we were feeling it a little bit. You know, our wrists were... I love Escape from New York. I like it. I don't know that it's my favourite John Carpenter by a stretch. And for an action film, there ain't really a whole hell of a lot of action in it, really. Nah. There's a lot of just running around. around. And, yeah. I do like it. Yeah, but the, ten- I mean, well, the first time I watched it, the tension's there because you like, there's shit around every corner. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't. Have- what is going on in that cinema? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, what that's, is going on in that? Oh, cinema? but that's almost kind of heartwarming that bit that they're actually still trying to entertain, and there are people that are just trying to. Yeah, but there's, there's people fucking each other, and Christ knows what in there and there, and people beating each that. other up. Oh well, that's going on out the back, but there, I mean, there, there is a performance going on. They're trying to be act like normal people. Ernest Borgnine's kind of a bit weird in it as well. He's up on a different planet. Hey, snake. Oh, he's, no, he's more upbeat than that, weirdly. Well, he's still running his cab. How does that work? Well, yeah. Well, I don't think he's getting paid for it, is he? Or what do they pay him in? I don't know. <coughs> Bless you. Don't know. Yeah. Is so, he working for the Duke? Yeah, I think everyone kind of works for the Duke. I do love it when Donald Pleasant loses his shit at the end. He kills the Oh, Duke. yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Duke of New York. Ah, he never won. Yeah. <laughs> I loved all the presents. Uh, Don't yeah. really, he's not, it's not president material though, is he? I can't ever <laughs> see him being elected. Is he president of the USA? Yeah. Sorry? Blofeld. Yeah. With <laughs> a white cap. That little English fella. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, you know, he was, he was John Carpenter's kind of, he was in his stable of actors at the time, I guess. In a lot of the people, you were completely right the other week when you were on about Tom Atkins. He does show up in it. But he doesn't, he don't do anything. He doesn't do a lot, really. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's not a memorable Tom Atkins role. Charles Cyphers is in it as well. He was in Assault on Precinct Thirteen and The Fog. He's the weatherman in The Fog. That guy. I'm Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, he's a sheriff. Isn't he? He's a sheriff. Yeah, yeah. of course he is. Yeah. The biggest part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably his. <laughs> that was his biggest part. Yeah. And there's no Nancy Loomis in New York. I'm just trying to think what other, who else was. Oh, it's... Um, Who's Season Hubley? 
I don't know. Because it's like special appearance by Susan Hubley was in the credits. And she's the lady I looked at. I looked kind of, I had a very shallow IMDB look. And she was the lady that she's in the chock full of nuts shop where all the crazies are coming out of the sewers and right. stuff. And she dies pretty quick. Well, she gets she, dragged through the floors. Yeah, and she's yeah. kind of like, oh, I know you, you're a snake. You're, you know, I thought you were dead. Yeah. And then she dies really early on. Well, you think they're going to be together for a bit. And then she well, yeah, she think she's going to be like the lady interest. And she dies near enough immediately. But it's like special appearance by Susan Hubley. Who is she? I don't know. I've heard the name, but I don't... Why don't we stop and have a look? Because then okay. I can have a pee as well. Susan Hubley. Born 1951, Jamie. Really? She was married to Kurt Russell from 1979 to 1983. Oh, okay. And she was Priscilla in Elvis, which was done by John Carpenter as well. Oh, okay. She was married to Kurt Russell? Yeah. You always think of him as being married to Goldie Hawn? Yeah. Obviously not. How, so, how many years was that? Four years. Okay. Wow. So what? So she wouldn't. It, it, that was more that it was just. No, miss, is, I'm not, no. She was in. She's been in other stuff. So she is. She was a well known. Not well known. I suppose she, she, was, she was in the Partridge Family episodes of Starsky and Hutch. That kind of thing. Oh, okay. Quality TV. Well, she was in that little hub of. Yeah. Oh, I know who was in. Um, uh, who was in the Fog and who was in Escape from New York? John Carpenter's wife. Uh. Adrian Barbeau. There we go. Yeah. No, she's great in Escape from New York. She is. Yeah. Um, why have you gone? Why have you gone away? Because I, I'm trying not to. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> because uh, you said Adrian Barbeau, and then just went. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Uh, there's a her. Uh, oh, I don't know what I was saying. I don't. I don't. I'm trying to avoid saying the word cleavage. Well, you can say cleavage. Well, there is a mighty cleavage going on in Escape from New York, man. She has got a mighty cleavage in that film. It, yeah. It's even on the video. It almost though. distracts. It's almost like you should be like, John Carpenter, tell your wife. That's your, that's, that's your wife. Tell her to pop them back well, in. Well, just, you know. Get wardrobe to pop them back in. I, I, I'm being distracted from Snake Pliskin by your wife's cleavage. I almost feel like that. Harry Dean Stanton's good in that. Oh, I forgot he was in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Brain. He is brain. Nah. Uh, is he that brainy? I don't. He's he, he has a, he has an above average IQ. So I guess in yeah <laughs> prison <laughs> New York New York <laughs> in that particular New York. Um, so I find it a little bit chilling that it's set. Well, it's set in our past. Yeah, nineteen ninety-seven, isn't it? Nine, yeah, I think it's ninety-eight. And the Twin Towers are still there, which they would have been yeah. in 98. But... Yeah, it's, it's weird. Any film with them in is a bit weird. I always find it a bit disconcerting. It's like pictures of the Titanic and stuff like that. I just find it over- no, I don't, really not, so, not so much of that, because it wasn't in my lifetime. Yeah. but Just I mean, chilling. That was probably one of the most defining moments in our lives. Maybe that happening. Well, yeah, I guess. Well, worldwide. Oh, yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, of, like, historical events. That was a pretty... Yeah, we weren't yeah. around when they, when England won the World Cup. 
Well, we were waiting for that. I don't know that they're comparable, Mark. Well, they are for people in England. What, <laughs> winning the World Cup in yeah. 11 Yeah. Well, one was more of a fun thing. Yeah, but it was still a a, a big moment. Yeah, no, okay. In the culture of the country. Yeah, okay, an historic moment. Yeah, no, but I, any time I do see it... Does he not land film, on them? Yeah, he does. He lands on the top of them in yeah. the new in the King Kong remake of was that seventy six with Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he he's on the top of them at the top. Did he not jump from one to the other? Yeah, <laughs> but I, it's all it's so all creepy. Flying, there's helicopters and planes flying around. Yeah, it's all creepy now seeing it. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No, it is. No, you're right. There's it something is. just really chilling about it. They they always looked a bit too big. Well, like yeah, the Titanic, it, you just think that's it. You that just seems. Yeah, but they weren't the tallest thing in New York. I don't think they it's, were pretty big. Is the Chrysler Building not taller than that? I think that's taller buildings. Well, I think it's just where they were and the angle they always they looked at. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they were the tallest. I think they were. I don't know. They always looked the tallest. I don't know. Anyway, my knowledge of buildings in New York is limited. I don't, even, I don't even get how we got on to... Escape from New York? Oh, yeah. That's why We were <laughs> in New York. I don't know how we got on to talking yeah, about New York. because we were talking from... about New York. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he lands on the top of the... Yeah. Uh, they don't tend to smash up New York in movies much anymore, do they? No. But it fits into that whole... When we were talking about the Warriors and how we were saying there was that whole idea that civilization was crumbling yeah. in front of us in... Because New York had gotten into such a state, people felt like this was how bad it was going. You know, the idea that New York is already just like a yeah, prison. Yeah, put a wall around it. Yeah, just block it up. It's just full of crazy nutbags. Uh, yeah, nightmare to sort that out, isn't it? Well, it's this really stupid idea <laughs> as well, when you think about it. It's, well, just, it's, like, not, it's just Manhattan, isn't it? Is it just Manhattan Island? What, what pri- prime real estate? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you know how much? <laughs> it's like, do you know how much? I mean, I have no idea, but I would imagine that getting an apartment in Manhattan now would cost you a fair penny. Yeah, but maybe not in 1980 or. Well, I don't know. I mean, even back then, I. I don't know. Like I said, my knowledge of America in American real estate, real estate house prices, <laughs> is pretty piss poor. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, it's a pretty big island, man. But it seemed to just to just basically be like, yeah, fuck it, it's not too far. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll brick it in. Just we'll give it away. Just let. I don't really it. just toss people over the top of the wall. Yeah, we'll let the crazies have it. Women, children, yeah, everything yeah. just in there. Yeah. Did they just want to say right? If you're not eight by two o'clock, you're getting locked in. That might have been how it. What how it went down on the first day? Yeah, of it as a how, was that, how was that manageable? There might have been a few people that just got left behind. They're yeah. like, hang on, I'm not in prison. I just hadn't left yet. <laughs> they just <laughs> blew up all the bridges. Oh, shit. Yeah. They filled in all the tunnels. I couldn't get a taxi. I couldn't get out of town. You've bricked it off. Now I'm a prisoner trapped in New York in 1998. Yeah. Yeah. It seems improbable. It's up there with a the purge, isn't it, for sort of unlikely... Yeah. You know. Well, is it, a, is it a prison in Escape from L.A.? Or is it just a bit of the uh, bit of the mainland that's broke off? I think they've basically just segregated it, so it's like a, a free island. There's no law; it's just a lawless island, right? So it's a, it's essentially the same idea, 
but it's not. They're not. It's not designated. They're a not prison. banishing people there. It's the, I, well, I think they're stopping are. people coming in. But they, are they banishing people there? I think they are. I think just dropping do. off the undesirables. Yeah, I think that's part of it. But it's Web not. A it's not a prison. But Web is a bit better, though, isn't it? Slightly and better. There's a bit of sir. A bit of sir. Yeah. Well, it's a bore, isn't it? Coming down, and it coming down an old road, which yeah. is now in the like the LA River is now. I don't know. I haven't seen Escape from LA in a long time. I'm not getting over. I I don't hate it. <laughs> I, oh, I don't just, hate it. It was. I remember watching it in the cinema, thinking oh, this isn't quite as good. It might get better in a minute, and then it didn't. Not really. No, it just ended. Yeah, it had a couple of. It, I remember it having a couple of enjoyable moments. It's always fun seeing Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is a. He's a charismatic leading man. He's well, enjoyable about, in any film. They've been all about remaking Escape from New York for years, haven't they? Well, I guess there's been talk. They, they could do a good remake of it. I don't know who you'd, you'd cast as Snake Plissken. Um, don't know if they were talking about Gerard Butler a few years ago, but he's yeah. a bit past it now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hardy's probably past it. No, oh, bloody Tom Hardy. <laughs> bloody Tom Hardy. No, I don't know. No, no Tom Hardy. He's too much of a mumbler. Didn't um, I know? Well, Snake Plissken did, is kind didn't of. Didn't John mumbler. Carpenter sue the makers of? Yeah. What was the name of that film he sued? Yeah, Luke Besson produced it. Was it what Lockout? Was it? Yeah, Lockout, um, Lockdown, Lock, Lock <laughs> My Face Up. I don't know. It's <laughs> Lock. It's Lockout. Oh, that's with uh, Matey Boy. Oh, who's in it? Guy Pearce. Guy Pearce. I don't know that I've ever seen that. I think I might have seen the that first ten worth, minutes. That might be worth a watch, actually. Yeah, yeah, we could do that at some point. Yeah. It's not that old either, is it? That's, made in, that's in the last 20 years. Yeah, I would watch it. I don't know why I haven't. I, I think I had started watching it. And it's it got, got to a point, I, may, I think I maybe got a bit bored. It's or... got one of the guys from This Is England in? Oh, maybe. I think it has. Which one? Ah, uh, The nice... Skinhead. Oh, not the guy that was Cassidy in the Preacher TV yes, show. Yeah. I didn't like him as Cassidy, man. Cassidy was an important character to me growing up in the nineties, in my teenage years. And that guy, he just he would he wasn't my Cassidy. Sorry, just not. That's fair enough. No. Loud an opinion. And I mean, and even the guy. Well, I had all kinds of issues with the Preacher TV show. Oh, let's not go down that route. I didn't hate the guy playing Jesse Custer, the preacher. Uh-huh. It wasn't too bad, but yeah, no, I don't. I'm, it was Seth Rogen, wasn't it? Wasn't it Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen? Did you watch any of it? No, I didn't see any of it. Did, you read the comic? Right? No, you never read the comic. No, why not? Why would I? Because you read comics. No, I haven't read any of them. What? A, what a weird. What? Why no, I haven't what, read it? Oh, well, Hang on, you just literally just said two seconds ago, let's not go down a, a, an alleyway, and we're, we're tended to go down one. What alleyway? A preacher alleyway. We, we, I, the conversation span off into that. You're eager to get on to tonight's main yeah, feature yeah, 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 yeah. because you're so excited about it. I am. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was, hang on. Wait a minute. Hold up. Before you start going, yeah. Who's well, choice, talking about whose choice was it this week? It's my choice. 
Because it's a classic. It is a classic, and it's our 75th episode, which Ooh. is another milestone. Is that not like a golden anniversary or something? No, 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 no. What, is, that a jubilee? is that no. a jubilee of some kind? No, what? What is no. it? What, of podcast episodes? No, I know. What's, what was a golden jubilee? Right, that's years. Yeah. We've 75, been... 75, it's a number. Right, we haven't been doing it in 75 years, Mark. No, we've done 75 episodes. Yeah, so it's a minor milestone. After 75, you just go... 100. 100, then 150, yeah. then it's only the first 100 where you can do like 125, 50, 75, 100. Okay. Then it's 150, 200, 250. All right, and for our 75th episode spectacular. We're, we're doing the 1954 Universal Monster Classic Creature from the Black Lagoon, which you and everyone else will know because you've read the title. Yeah. What have you got to say? Well, it's, about a you? <laughs> it's uh, this is your first time seeing it. Yeah, it is. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was pretty much what I was expecting. So it was what you were expecting. <sighs> I'm surprised you've never seen it. I honestly thought when I picked it, you you were kind of like, yes. No, but this is how I'm imagining you. You didn't sound like this, but in my mind, it was almost like you were like, yeah, that's a good old classic that I enjoyed in my youth. That was the vibe that I got when I said, let's do Creature from the Black Lagoon. And you were like, yeah. No. I haven't seen but, it. Well, yeah, oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just explaining how... So it was all the fresh initial... <laughs> It was all fresh to me, Jamie. It would, imagine how fresh it would have been in 1954. Well, this is... <sighs> yeah. But it's a, the, the monster looks great. They're a little bit overwrought with the music, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> oh, my God. But didn't, didn't you also think as well that there was a lot of of Creature from the Black Lagoon that it maybe influenced Steven Spielberg for Jaws? Yeah, the music for a start. The music was a little bit point, like it. The point of view. The whole bit where um, Julia, Julia Adams, isn't it, when she's swimming and he's under the water... Some of those shots are identical to that first bit in Jaws yeah. when the lady's killed. Like, the camera positioning, even when she comes out of the water one time, it yeah. almost looks exactly shot for shot. She's a bit mental going for a swim in there, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking alligators and Christ knows what up there. Well, they're talking about it being a beautiful paradise, this lagoon. It's when they get there, it's, it's a, a shitty pond. <laughs> It's a shitty looking pond. It's a shitty looking pond. And I don't believe for a minute that she would strip down into her... Well, she just watched that captain of that ship literally spend half an hour scaring alligators out of the way for no reason. Because they were on a boat. Yeah. Arctic clue for a swim. No. There there should have been enough Amazonian stock footage for her to be put off going anywhere near (laughs) Anywhere near that water. I do, I do, yeah, you do, the actual boat, the Rita in the lagoon, you can't help but feel is just on like a backdrop. Oh, God, like, it is, yeah. Like, They've just brought some trees in. Yeah. They've literally just walked in at the California it is, sun. It is a little bit bigger it. than the pond at School. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, oh, that a lagoon. Yeah. Is it a lagoon? Yeah. It's like a sweaty pit. Well, the, the the how they how they are obstructed at the end as well is a that 
the the amount of wood stopping them from getting out changes from scene to scene. <laughs> and by the end, when they're oh, we're going to have to winch it out. It's like a it's a branch. <laughs> it's barely a branch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So surely they could have just got through that. Yeah, you would have just. Went. I didn't understand what was going on with the hidden cave. We'll get to all that, but oh, the hidden cave. Yeah. Okay. That's not. This is a classic monster movie, like. So okay, so from 1954, this is probably this is, is this the earliest one we've done? Yeah, well, probably it's the, the only black and white one we've done. I think. Is it the only black and white one we've done? Yeah. Okay. Hang on. I'm sure we did. No, what else have we done that's black and white? I don't think we are. No. But I think you're right. I might need to double check. But Universal. Yeah. So it's Universal monsters. Which is your favourite Universal monster, Mike? Frankenstein. Karloff. Yeah. Yeah. I think he probably is mine, but I love the creature. I get the creature in my mind. Uh, it's very way. Well, a lot of teenage boys can identify with the creature because. Can they, Jamie? How? Well, he, he can't talk to women, right? Uh, okay. He's probably a little bit self conscious about how he looks. Right. He probably feels he looks a little bit ugly, right? Okay. And he's got these urges. There's. It, yeah, they don't make him bad. Why has he got these urges? Oh, God, all he wants to do is touch her ankle or something. It's, <laughs> he doesn't want to do anything really, really out of order. He's not insane. Yeah, but that's like uh, that woman up fighting an alligator. Just, but what? Wow. Same with King Kong. He's he, like, is a hu- he is kind of humanoid. He's more... You can get it more with the Gill Man than you can with King Kong. No. Oh, come on. How big is King Kong's <laughs> bloody nutsack? In, I mean, what... What's he planning on doing with that? This guy didn't even have a nutsack. Not that we saw. Well, where was that? Idea? Maybe it was just tucked away like a, <laughs> like, like a get, turtle's head. You get a full frontal. It He's a it, fucking fish. He didn't appear to have any genitalia. But but again, it, it may have just been hidden away. Was he a Piscean, was Homo Piscean man or something? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Don't blind me with the science, Mike. The, I know they were talking about lungfish a lot earlier. Oh. Um, I love those like 50s sci-fi movies when they're talking about the science and you're kind of like yeah well this is all did you get did you get a feeling that institute was just around the corner what (laughs) because mate he goes back there and he goes yeah yeah I just like what oh what when they send the hand yeah we're we're jumping way we should do you want to do the cast we just do the cast Um, so it's directed by Jack Arnold uh, Richard Carlson plays Dr. David Reed, and he's the he's the doctor that we kind of supposed to like. Uh, Julia Adams plays Kay Lawrence, his girlfriend. Never a hair out of place. She looks great. She, she does look great. She yeah, had a she's team of makeup in the back of that boat. So uh, yeah, she's. Um, I kind of it's weird. You look back through the eras of time, you know in. It's fair to say that women's looks have changed with each era. Yeah. And there's kind of like, in your mind, there's like the 50s look, 60s look, 70s look. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, the 50s was, I don't know, kind of a strange time, but... Well, it's still kind of very conservative. Kind of, yeah. I Bras were a weird shape then, weren't they? Didn't they have weird... Bras. Well, it made your boobs pointy. Yeah. I don't get that, but... 
Yeah, fifties ladies. I kind of like fifties. I like fifties ladies. Yeah, ladies from the fifties were nice. Ladies from the fifties. She's really nice. Julia Adams is really nice. I like her character. Um, I, th- I think she's a doctor as well. It annoys me that. Oh, she's yeah, she is. A doctor. I'm pretty sure she's a doctor there yeah, with them, but they treat her like. She don't do a lot of doctoring. No, and there's one objectionable line later on that I kind of get to, but well, when it's like. She's gone away on the initial expedition with them, right? They've gone to the Amazon, which is, isn't like, that's not like a day trip, is it? No. It's not like going to like the South Coast. No, but I got a feeling in the film it was Brown Corner. Well, yeah. You get that feeling. It's like, it's well, like 50s feeling. Yeah, yeah I know what you like, mean. Well, we just walk out of that room and now we're in the Amazon. Yeah, there's no real sense of space about no. it, is there? Or distance. It all seems to be happening literally within that one sort of square do you yeah. know what I mean? Like within the, yeah, a very small footprint. Yeah. Even though they're trying to give you the impression that they're traveling or they're going distances. They should have done the old map. Well, playing in the dots. But even that, it wouldn't, you just didn't. Yeah. The, I guess filmmaking just hadn't quite developed in that way. I mean, it's, I mean, this is a long time ago, this mm-hmm. film. In, it's influential in a lot of ways, but in a lot of other ways, it's so old fashioned, it's so dated. Oh God, yeah. Um, I still love it. No, I, do you know what? I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. There's a lot to enjoy about it. So, uh, so we said, uh, so Julia Adams is Kay Lawrence. Richard Denning is Dr. Mark Williams. And he's like the chain smoking scientist. Is he not in charge? He's the boss. He's the guy with the money bags. And he's kind of a douche. Well, he doesn't seem a douche. Yeah, do you know, when they first meet him, he seems like... Seems kind of cool. He's he smoking all the time. As soon as they get on that boat, he's an asshole. Well, there's all, there's there's obviously some kind... In the background, you feel there's some kind of love triangle going on. I didn't get that at all. Oh, yes, there was blatantly a love triangle going on. Because later on, Kay is talking to Dr. Thompson, the pipe-smoking guy who gets fucked up by the gill man. <laughs> And she, and <laughs> the he's pipe smoking man. Yeah, that's the only way you distinguish yeah, it. They all look they, the same. The other doctor was smoking a pipe at one point. No, oh, I'm sure there's only one pipe smoker amongst them. It was hard to differentiate. They were all just white guys in white coats, and it was black and white. And one so of them was slightly blonder and a bit that, meaner. That was that was the giveaway between the two main guys. It went on dark hair and one was blonde, but. I mean, they all. It was fifties. All mm. people kind of looked the same in the fifties. I don't. I don't know. They, they did. Um, Richard, yeah. So Richard Denning is the boss. He's Doctor Mark Williams. Antonio Marino is Doctor Carl Meyer, and he's the chap at the start who finds the fossilized hand. Yeah. Uh, Nesta Nesta Pavar is the captain of the ship, Captain Lucas. Yeah, couldn't he hit a barn door with that rifle, mate? No, nah, he's pretty cool, though. He has his moment with his knife. And he kind of, yeah. And uh, Whit, Whit Bissell is Dr. Edwin Thompson. He's the pipe-smoking guy. Ah, right. And uh, the Gill Man, in, in, in my mind, Gill Man or the creature is acceptable. Yeah. Uh, he was played by two different people. Yeah. And on land, he's played by Ben Chapman. They were all the bits that I think were filmed in the on the Universal backlog, yeah. I would imagine. And the other bits were filmed? In, was it Florida? Yeah. And I think he, the, that guy, the Gill Man in Water, his first name is R-I-C-O-U. So Rico? Rico? Yeah. So uh, Rico Browning. 
Rico Browning. <laughs> why is that funny? I don't know. Why, why did you have to spell Rico? You looked Rico? at me like it was yeah, funny. Why, oh, so, so, well, because I would normally spell Rico, R-I-C-O. I wouldn't have that U on the end. Was that a silent U? Rico? Rico Browning. I don't know. I don't... I don't... Yeah. So... Okay. So basically... But they found that... Yeah, he's on the other side of the country. They never met, apparently, until 20 years later. Yeah, like a like, yeah, like a fan convention or get-together reunion. So we could... Do we really need to talk all the way through the plot? Well, it'd take about three seconds, wouldn't it? Well... He finds a hand, takes it back round the corner, they go down to Amazon. I've got a lot of notes on it. <laughs> so, I, my... I remember, you obviously don't remember, I thought you would, but I remember watching this when I was pretty young and it would have been on, I get BBC Two, something like that, like on a wet Sunday afternoon or something like that. And I'd have been pretty young. And in my mind, I always, you know, as young minds are when they're watching things, you don't quite, even at that young age, you're kind of getting what's going on, but you're kind of young, you don't quite understand Partly because it's black and white as well. Mm. But right at the start, they find a fossilised, like, hand. Yeah. And it looks, it, you know, it's humanoid, but it's webbed. And there's something, it's not like an everyday finding, no. is it? There's something, like, unexpected. Yeah, about this. So they find the hand, and then there's loads of sort of early scenes of them investigating the hand. And it's like, they've stuck it on, like, a, a spike. <laughs> Well, they start bashing it around. Well, yeah, so it, it's like loads of, there's like, like hundreds of people in white coats, fills that amount, and they're all just studying the hand. I like, do you like the way he's found this thing and he just like yanks it out of the ground? Yeah. Well, well, it's just hanging out the side <laughs> of a, it's like a tree stump. Yeah, it's just pointing right out of them out the side of a bank, which is, which is fine. So they, so he, he takes the hand, they, they go and study it. In my childhood mind, I didn't realise that it was a dead fossilised arm. I kind of thought it was a real arm. Right. That somehow they had got. Because in that early on scene, you do also see... His hand. A, a live Gilman hand. Yeah. And for no reason, just come out of the water and go sort of... Well, he's, uh, he's keeping his arm. Well, it's, it's he's just, why? He's having a look. Well, he doesn't need to put his hand out of the water. <laughs> It's just a, <laughs> didn't need to put his well, they, hand out of the water. This is the other thing. We had to pay the orchestra to make that horrible racket. They got no, <laughs> time he stuck his hand out of the water. They got no idea of it, this, uh, uh, yeah, of pacing no. or when to reveal or when to like you 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 do not need to know that there is actually a gill man at that time. No, his hand. I mean, this is like the first three minutes. Da, 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 da. Just a big black and white gill hand. So anyway. In my childhood mind, I thought that the hand that they had... Was his hand? ...was a live Gilman's hand. I didn't realise that it was an old fossilised hand. So... That's from the Devonian age. So at a young, so young age, I was kind of thinking, that's a bit harsh. They've, they've got his hand. <laughs> they've taken his hand. They've put it on a spike. And they're all just stood around looking at it. Yeah. They're all just... Yeah. They're stood around looking at it. And... As I said, I felt I thought it was a live hand. So then, later on, when they go back to that original archaeological dig site, yeah, and the merm the merman, 
That's not acceptable. <laughs> Gilman. <laughs> is it not acceptable? He's not a merman. It's the Gilman or Why the creature. Why is he not a merman? He's not the fucking merman. Don't, that's not what he is. He's the Gilman or the creature. He's he, got an, he hasn't got a tail. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's not, not mer- part fish. He's not. Well, he, well, he is. He's a, he's amphibian. But anyway, he's like a giant frog. But he. But as as matey as Doctor Meyer has gone rushing back with the fossilized hand. Meanwhile, the Gill Man has attacked the camp. Yeah, with those natives. Yeah, and when, yeah, with wigs on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible wig. He's got. Terrible wigs on. They look like they've just. Everyone in this film has got perfect hair at all well, times. Well, apart from those guys. Well, no, they're perfect. Their they're wigs out perfect. They, they look like some out of the Free Stooges. They do look like they come out of the Free Stooges. And they get killed, and they all. The main party then return, and. As they go into the tent, the guy, Luis, the guy that's been killed, his hand... Is in a claw. Is in like a claw, just sticking up, okay? Which is kind of supposed to be like a subtle juxtaposition of like, this was like the hand of the gill man. Yeah. Now we're seeing a human hand up like that. But in my mind as a kid, I thought that the gill man had cut his hand off and stuck it on a spike. Oh, just right. like they'd done to his... How did he know about sticking on the spike? Well, I did, well it, none of that happened. <laughs> that was just my childhood imagination. I just thought, well, he's getting his own back. They cut his hand off, put it on a spike. They didn't cut his hand off. It was fossilised. It was an old one. It was an old <laughs> hand. <laughs> no, it wasn't his white. hand. But, yeah, so... I, so, even at a young age, I was pretty much on the creature's side. I thought, you know... He hasn't done anything wrong. He's hanging around. They've turned up. They've got his hand. They put it on a spike. People in a laboratory have stood around prodding it, looking at it. Well, didn't you think, well, he's obviously grown one back when you saw him, like, three minutes later. Yeah. And you do... Well, and you don't really... All you really see is that hand. His hand. Yeah. The tent flap. Yeah. uh, Why did he go in there? Well, he was going going to go and kill him. For why? Well, because they were in, they were they were invading his territory, Mark. That reminds me of the line later on when they so they've already gone, they've already gone up the Amazon, yeah, with Kay, yeah, okay, and she she seems to know what she's doing. I think she's a doctor as well. She's obviously okay going that far with them, and then there's the talk of the Black Lagoon, and like well. We think that what may have happened is that there was a a, a, a tribute. Tri- well, they, they dig for fossils, don't they? Yeah, they, they, they can't don't find them. They yeah, can't find anything. Yeah, they, they they can't find anything else to go with a hand. So they theorise that maybe the deposits ended up further down the tributary in a, in the Black Lagoon. So they're going to head to the Black Lagoon, and Doctor Reed, who's Kay's boyfriend, says, "Well, I'm a little bit." Unhappy about going into uncharted territory with a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's nineteen fifty. Yeah, I know, but it's like, well, she come this far with her, and like, a, it, what? The Amazon is dangerous. Whatever part you go to, I don't think is. you know. Another couple of miles up the river, down the river, down the river. Up is it uncharted? Because that well, he cap- knew it was there. The boat captain knew it was there. Yeah, but then he did say apparently it's a. Apparently, it's a paradise. A paradise, Mark. Mm. It's a paradise, but no one knows for sure because no one's ever come back. <laughs> Let's go. They're like, yeah. 
In Mark Denning, the... <laughs> no one's ever come back. Let's yeah, go. let's head up that way. Mark Denning is it? Isn't he kind of early on a little bit? He's all more about money, isn't he? He seems a bit more. He well, doesn't really care he, about the science. No, as soon as he gets on that boat, he turns into an asshole. He's like, I'm in charge of this thing. At the lab, he was all like, Yeah, yeah, we'll do it for the science. It seemed well, to me as it, there was an abrupt change in his character very quickly. Yeah. I get he need but then I kinda of liked that he was kind of that character because you didn't hate him. No, but he was he a little was, bit abrasive. Yeah. And there's one bit where like Dr. Reed and Kay are kind of kissing and he's like, We've you could make house later. We ain't got time for that. And you kinda of think it's a little bit I don't know. That was fair enough. Well you I don't working. know I but this, this is what <laughs> this, this is a work compartment. This is why I feel that there was maybe like a bit of a tr- kind of a love triangle going on. I wonder if maybe Kay had gone out with him, but she or is it just because there's a woman on a boat full of men? Well, because, but she does say later on that he's like the boss, and she's yeah. kind of like, ah, oh, you know, he's my boss. He gave me the job. I feel like I need my loyalties should lie with him. But Doctor Reed doesn't entirely agree with him, and he's my boyfriend. So it's. I think it was kind of that. There was a little bit of sort of tension in that regard. Yeah. I don't know. It was 1954, Mark. I don't I don't get gender politics now, let alone back in 1954. <laughs> in Creature of the Black Lagoon. I don't know what was going on there. I know that when she got into her swimsuit, 1950s audiences were supposed to be... The blokes were supposed to be like pretty much passing out in their chairs. Really? They? Well, I don't know. Back then. Not now. Passing out in their chairs? Wow. Well, it's not really a... She looks great in that swimsuit, but it's a, it's a 1950s swimsuit. Yeah. So by today's standards... It's no bikini. Yeah. I feel sorry for men in the 1950s. They, <laughs> they were getting excited over those kind of swimsuits. You're like, really? You think that's a swimsuit? <laughs> come tonight. Yeah. You wait till the 60s, buddy. You're going to see a fucking swimsuit. That's why they were always harumphing behind their pipes yeah. in the 60s. <laughs> Jealousy. And they all thought women had boobs shaped like very pointy, <laughs> like Thunderbirds too, basically. What Thunderbirds too? <laughs> but but not a penis drawing. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. So what? Well, uh, so so they've basically gone to the Black Lagoon, Mark, and they go down to. Um, to have a little look around. So well, they do, yeah, they do an early. They want to check the rocks. They get spied on, Jamie. Yeah. By do the, they by the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> they don't see it straight away, do they? No, I don't think they do. Um, yeah, we, we, they. They've been dragged on a little bit. Should have just gone straight to the. <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, this is the thing as well. You get in like modern day horror films that they they're so well tuned at when to reveal yeah. the monster and and in this you just I can't you can't even really remember when you first he's just there see him he's just there swimming about he's kind of under the water he's like watching him you see his face and everything. Kind of, you do kind of see, you see his hands first peeking over there. You, you do see his hands more to begin with. It's just a hand at the window. But I think it's thing. in that first dive, you just get to see all of them, don't you? I think you pretty much do. I think you pretty much do. And then they come back up. They haven't seen him, have they? No, they're, they're titting about and she goes for a swim. That's when she goes for a swim. And that bit's brilliant. It is. You just it want to touch her ankle. Yeah. <laughs> 
What does he want with that? But it's kind of well, I think he's I think he kind of fancies her. I don't know. He's just I don't work. You know, I mean, it doesn't make sense that he's just there on his own. No, how old is he? Well, I have no idea. Boring, isn't it? Boring being there on his own. But well, for him to be there, there would need to be. Well, he could be thousands of years old, couldn't he? What, just on his own? Why? That? How? I don't he know. He would be thousands of years old. Why would he be thousands of years know. old? Well, Where's everyone else? Well, that's what I mean. In order for him to be there, there would need to be a thriving Gilman community. Like, parents. Parents. Well, I don't know. If he's amphibian, they can change swap sexes, can't they? Amphibians? Can, is there not a frog that can... Yeah, but you still need two. <laughs> he? He, ain't, he ain't gonna fuck himself, is he? I don't know. Maybe. Well, just lay eggs. Just lay eggs. Really? And sheer force of will. Creepy Gilman. <laughs> <laughs> just laying his eggs. Well, he's, he's def- laying his eggs on the leaf. What was that uh, episode of Futurama? <laughs> where we got with, where we got with a fish woman, and she goes, "He thought he was going to score her." She just like put her eggs on the leaf. I said, "There you go." <laughs> nice. I can't remember. That. Um, what was the doctor in that? It was based, was it Noidberger? Zoidberg. Zoidberg. Doctor Zoidberg. I ain't seen that in a long, long time. So. She just, so she yeah so she's going to swim in, and this is that was also the bit as well where I th- was getting real strong Jaws vibes yeah, and also any of the bits where there's any ropes or winches yeah on the boat yeah you can cut um it doesn't do it as well as Jaws no, at no, all no. but that those are bits where they are kind of almost getting a kind of tension they're almost getting there accidentally. Because the bits yeah. where they're trying to do suspense, you're like, yeah, that don't work. Yeah. But the whole bits where they're like, oh, let's get the witch going. And you're hearing like the ropes straining. How heavy is he? Well, the gill man. Yeah. Because he, he wrecks that winch, it starts snapping. But he, get, he goes through the net, first of all, doesn't he? Well, he get, he's going through the net to get out, but they're trying to pull him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharp claws. But don't he lose a nail in he it? He loses a nail in the net. So that's when they're kind of like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's something... There's a creature in this black lagoon. Yeah, there's something going on here. <laughs> there's a creature in this black lagoon. Yeah. This it's, got the creepy it's got the same claw as this thing. Yeah. I mean, that alone would be a massive discovery. Yeah. Just that, that claw. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get we, it. We've got proof. Yeah. We've got DNA. Yeah. <laughs> Or people in the 50s. They didn't know what the fuck DNA was then, man. They didn't know. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, they have proof. Yeah, with that nail. Yeah, we'll go more we've got, we've got yeah, a fossilised does, does merman hand. And, no, not the merman. Gilman hand. <laughs> Doesn't one of them say, look, we should go back and get more prepared? That's a little bit later on. But when they realise that, you know, the Gilman is aggressive. They're like, well, we've already lost four people. <laughs> I know. We should the probably... People, there's people dying left, right and centre. We should do what he seems to give a shit. Well, to begin with, it's just a couple of the crew members, like the red shirts on the crew. Yeah. Not any of the key cast members. So they're like, Pfft. It, it doesn't matter. But then like, when is some of the doctors... Him? Is he eating them or just dragging them? I think he's... It's more like he's just protecting his territory, isn't it? You just feel like he's, his territory has been invaded. You do feel sorry for him. No. Wait, oh, come on, you've got to feel sorry for the nah, creature. Fuck that girl, man. Oh, come on. <laughs> he wouldn't do anything wrong. He's just hanging out on his own. He's probably lonely. He's touching that girl's leg. Well, yeah, but he had urges, man. He's, dirty, dirty. He was there on his own. He, wouldn't, he didn't want to do anything horrible to her. He just touched her ankle. 
I, I, I like the Gimel Man. He ran off from there at the end. Yeah, okay. He's a bit, but he'd been drugged, shot with a harpoon. Twice. Badly mistreated. Misunderstood. They keep blowing that root thing in his face <laughs> to make him suffocate. I love that when he's like, they're scientists, yeah. right? And it's like, okay, let's try and think of a way that we might potentially catch this gill man. And the captain is like, oh, there's this poison here. Like, <laughs> this poison yeah. is bank. Anytime I want to go fishing, I just chuck it in wherever. Just bring and just, the yeah, just get all the fish out. And they're like, yeah, we'll do that. So they chuck it. Yeah, fish they in. literally kill every fish in the lake. They're not in the lagoon. Everyone is floating. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a scientific... No, they could have been... All sorts of shit in there. They could have caused all kinds of trouble just in that. We'll poison the entire lagoon. And they still don't get him. They still don't get him via that at all. I don't know how he avoids that. But is it, hasn't it made him drowsy? Well, he, yeah, he starts acting a bit erratic, I think, off the back of that. Um, when does he grab that pipe smoker by the face? Well, that comes a little bit later on because they do actually end up catching him, don't they? They do end up catching him. This how do is, they catch him? Well... This is kind of after Dr. Williams, the chain-smoking boss of the expedition. He's He starts giving off quite sort of strong Quint vibes, doesn't he? And he's very kind of like, we have to catch it. We need proof. We can't go back empty. Yeah, they try and have to get it. it. Yeah. And that doesn't work. That well, goes on for ages as well. Well, that's quite funny because they're all downstairs arguing about it. And the gill man <laughs> is actually up on deck walking around that's when he kills one of the crew men yeah and it the brother of one guy yeah you don't really see what happens no he just took him and then they then they just then they track him after that don't they end up tracking him because he's acting a bit erratic and that's when they find the cave system because they follow his footprints into the cave yeah I think and Kay has been left on shore She's on like a little bit of beach, isn't she? They've, haven't they gone out on a rowboat? Gone onto the beach. They've disappeared into the cave. Yeah. Because the gill man attacks. Doesn't he? That guy, this river, yeah, he, he messes him up. Well, he just goes up to him and squeezes him, doesn't he? Well, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't fuck <laughs> around. He just. He doesn't really seem to do a lot. He kills he just, the guy. He kills him by touching him, basically. And then he, and then he picks up Kay. And Kay does. She's a typical 50s. Horror film heroine, bless her. Oh, she does night but scream. Well, she's just being told, done what she's told to do, but you know. And she doesn't she lie down and he just picks her up. <laughs> I'll scream and lie down. <laughs> and he, yeah, and he picks her up, but he's groggy from all the poison that they've been putting yeah. in the goon, so he passes out. And that bit's kind of funny because Dr. Williams, chain smoking Dr. Williams, he picks up a rifle and just starts clubbing him yeah. with a butt. And Dr. Reed. <laughs> Like, Dr. Reed's like, no, don't kill it. So they don't kill it. They trap it in like a bamboo cage that they've made. Yeah. The creature, while he's in that bamboo cage, looks awesome. But he just keeps peeking out, doesn't he? Well, that's the creepiest he looks in the whole thing. When he's just under the surface of the water, yeah. just kind of looking up through the you bars. You see him in the background, he's looking up. He is kind of good. Yeah. That bit I kind of like. And Dr. Thompson, he's the pipe smoker... He's been tasked with looking after the cage, just sort of babysitting the creature. They didn't do a very good job. Well, could be, and they've the rest of them have gone off to collect more data. We've got to do a thorough job. We can't just leave here. We need to go back to the cage. And it's like, 
You've, You've got, got a gill man <laughs> in a cage. Stop fucking around. Yeah, it's like, you don't, just, just go now. And it's Dr. Reed, it's the main guy, isn't it? Who's kind of like, well, we're scientists. We can't just go rushing out of here. We need to, we need to do what we do. What was her plan? Collect more data. No, but what was her plan to do with him? Well, the gill man. Yeah. Well, they were just going to take him back and go, How hey, you? world of science, look what we found. How are they going to get him back? Well, in that cage, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, would they have just would checked they... him onto a flight? <laughs> got him a ticket? <laughs> How would they? Because he needed to be in water. He'd dry out. But he he didn't need to be in water all the time. Yeah, but he, he'd have to be... If he's amphibious, a frog, a frog can get out of water for a bit. Yeah. Well, but a frog it... can be out of water for a long time. Oh, yeah, a frog can be in a tree. I don't know, but it no, seems no, like no. he needed to go back in the water. Does it, um, um, doesn't amphibious just mean it can live in or out of the water? So in theory, he could... I mean, we don't really know the rules of the gill man. He may needed to go I back would, to I water. would imagine, from his uh, flipper hands with the webs on, he needs to be in or around water pretty much all the time. Yeah, he does look kind of fishy. Yeah. He's got gills. Yeah, but he's more of a fish. Th- he's more fish than man. Has he got a nose? He has got a nose. No, kind of. That's weird. He'd have gills and a nose. Well, I think he's got a nose because there's a human actor in there. Yeah. Probably. Did he have not? It, I, I don't, don't think he did have nostrils. I don't think he has got nostrils, no. has he? He's just got like a nose lump. Yeah, it's just like a lumpy, big, flattened trout mouth. If they had money, would it have been like Kong, where they go, oh, we need to take him back to America? Oh, they're, now they're in America. Well, they did do more creature films that we'll no doubt get to. They did Revenge of the Creature, which is a pretty yeah. good one, as I remember. Did they do three altogether, I think? Yeah, they might. Yeah. Two was pretty good. I think the two. I think it was Revenge of the Creature was the next one. Kind of enjoyed. So, Dr. Thompson's looking after the Gill Man, and Kay comes out and distracts him with her womanly chatter. It's <laughs> her fault. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, these men in my life. What am I going to do? And Doctor Thompson with his pipe is kind of like, well, you know, you're a, you're a woman in love, and you're torn between that and your boss and your work life. But oh, you know, you know where your heart lies. I then there's know. a crash. Isn't there? Well, uh, while this bullshit chatter is going on, the Gill Man <laughs> painful, is painful. Yeah, it's painful bullshit. And like the freak of nature that they discovered earlier in a cage is breaking out if you found that in nature you you wouldn't re- you wouldn't talk or do anything else <laughs> other at, than just be looking at this thing thinking holy shit look at this thing we found <laughs> I can't this. think or talk about anything else right now Mark we found well, she's a fish man she's thinking about the men in her life yeah typical <laughs> 50s lady <laughs> how they were written how they were oh, written back right. then they yeah. passed the Bechdel test? Pissful. No, no. Pissful. Did I get that right? Bechdel. Bechdel. Bechdel? I think. I don't know. What do I know about pronouncing names, Mark? No, I don't think they would have. And I mean, but having said that, there are loads of, uh, there are scenes in this where she does present as, I know what I'm talking about. I'm a scientist, yeah. same as you. Listen to what I'm saying. So... In that regard, it gets it right. I mean, there are moments in it where you do really feel like she is like a scientist with them and she knows what she's talking about. So yeah. it can't be that, it can't be doing it all bad. No. And it may even pass the Bechdel test. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What do I know? I, you know. So 
the creature gets out and he goes nuts. Of course he does. And he attacks Dr. Thompson. By holding his face. Well, he's kind of scratching at his face a bit with his big talon gill man hands. <laughs> and, well, he's got one nail missing, but the rest of them are doing a pretty good job. And a lamp somehow breaks on the gill man. Well, I thought she chucked it at him. Did she? Well, I didn't think... Or did it just drop it, or did he just sort of smack his head on it, or... No, I thought she threw something at him. Uh, maybe she did. She was doing, she was stood right there. At screaming. Yeah. Maybe she did. I'd be impressed if she did. I didn't get the impression that she did do that. But because it seemed to come from the side. Yeah. That, it wasn't clear. And I couldn't work out whether it was the actual Dr. Thompson who was being attacked who just smashed it on his head or whether he just walked into it hanging off the part of the decking. Yeah, I thought it was thrown. Yeah. Anyway, the gill man catches fire, which seems unusual being that he's in water so much. Well, I suppose if he's chucked petrol at someone wet, it's going to get flames. Petrol? Wouldn't it? it was a lamp. Oh, there's not a lot. Well, of, there's a little lamp. bit of paraffin in it. I don't know. How far with paraffin? Yeah, but he's know. soaking wet, Mark. <laughs> he just come out of a wet cage. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of, I mean, basically... Who knows, what, like, who knows what those Amazonian boat captains have in their lamps? For <laughs> lamps. Yeah, yeah. It might have been nitroglycerin lamps. I don't think it was nitroglycerin. Do you still get paraffin? It's not really used to get, there used to be a This is how old we are, ladies and gentlemen. There used to be a paraffin pump at the garage. Yeah. And my mum used to have little paraffin lamps for, well, when, it's a very, for it's when there was a power cut, which there always was in the 70s. Back in the 70s, man, yeah. We had candles a lot. Um, well, paraffin's a very dirty burning. Is it not like diesel paraffin? I don't know, Mark. Don't get me into science. Science! It's not a very clean fuel. There's not a lot of paraffin used now. I no, I thought so. I mean, pe- people don't have paraffin heaters or anything anymore. No. It, anyway. It might just be, exp- I don't know, it might just be really expensive. I don't know, it might be expensive. But it's a fossil fuel, so I don't know. Don't take me down these tangents, Mike, because it's a tangent that I know nothing about. <laughs> anyway, I don't know anything That's about what the fuel. fun is. Get out of the tangent then. Yeah, okay. So, right. yeah, paraffin. He's on fire. He jumps in the back of the lake. Is that a full body burn? No. It, well, I am far off. It's a partial body burn. It's I like a partial a... body burn for about three seconds. I do love a full body burn. And I'm not sure this qualifies. I don't think it does. I did think about it. It's not bad. It I mean, it's not bad for 1954. That guy's on fire. Well, there's a full body burn in the thing, isn't there? What year is that? Yeah, the thing it must have been. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The original. Yeah, that must have been around the same time. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, maybe a little bit later. Well, I thought it was earlier. I thought it was fifty-one. Well, the original thing. Yeah, yeah you might be right. That's a lot earlier, but it's good enough. And yeah. I mean, you know, the, so he jumps into water. The Gill Man is on fire. He jumps into water. He's um, claimed another victim, and they still don't leave. Well, this is. This sets up, for my mind, one of the funniest bits in it. And I don't even know if it's intentional. And I've, I feel like I've seen this kind of homaged or mimicked or I've seen it as influenced other films. But Dr. Dr. Thompson basically has been near enough murdered. So, yeah. so badly cut up that when you see him next, he looks like... <laughs> He he's like the invisible man right? yeah. he's, he's like the mummy he's like super bandaged up he can't move in bed even his hands each finger is bandaged up he, the yeah. gill man has really messed him up so he's he's in bed he can't move or talk or anything later on there's a scene <laughs> where, the, where the 
Gilman's hand comes in terrorising Dr. Thompson, but he's so wrapped up, he can't even speak <laughs> or sing. They're just talking as well. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he can't warn them or say anything because he's so heavily bandaged. That was kind of funny. I, that, and Dr. Reed just gets a stick and just beats the hand away. He shuts the window. Yeah. yeah it's, oh, he's gone now. We, right. we missed him with my rifle. They weren't great shots. So, where are we up to now? So, we, the creature's got out again. And do, isn't this when they then decide to leave? Aren't they like, okay, wait, let's go. People yeah. have died. Dr. Thompson's messed up. We should probably yeah, go. Yeah, and they can't get out because there's a twig in the way. Well, yeah, and this is when uh, Dr. Williams... Is it Dr. Williams? Mark. Okay. Mark Denon is the actor. Richard Denon is the actor. It's Mark, Dr. Mark Williams yeah. is the boss. And he's like, no, we can't go now. We need to, we need to get the proof. We, we've lost the proof. We can't go. We need the proof. <sighs> and they're like, yeah, but people have died. And that's only a couple of natives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple of locals. Don't they and get the number wrong as well? We said four. But is it not five? Well, we had the two guys right at the start. Yeah, I think they say, th- 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 I think Three. they get the number wrong. I'm sure, because I went, oh no, well, Dr. Tom- well, Dr. Thompson didn't die. Was F? I might have to rewatch that bit. Well, it, sure there's, the two, there's the two guys that uh, are left at the start. Yeah, and the two brothers. Yeah, but only one of the brothers dies on the boat. No, but he gets him as well. Does he get him yeah. as well? Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, when he, he's on the shore. Yeah. So it is four. Yeah, he goes up and squeezes him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just touches him. But I'm sure they say, oh, three people have died. I'm just like, hang on a minute, you're forgetting one of the guys. They, 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 say, they say four. Well, maybe. I've, I've... Anyway, people have died. Yeah. They need to be leaving. And uh, Dr. Williams is like, no, we haven't got the proof. We've got to stay. So they basically have a bit of a... There's a bit of a friction on the boat. Yeah, of course there is. And Captain Lucas, this is quite cool. And he's like, okay, we're going. And Dr. Williams is like, I'm leading this expedition. And he's like, yeah, but it's my boat. And he kind of pulls his knife out and holds it to his throat. Mm. He's like, I'm the captain of this boat and we're going. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. we're, we're going to try and go. So they head off out of the lagoon and their passage is blocked by an errant branch. <sighs> is it supposed to be trees? It's supposed to be a huge log jam. But it doesn't. How did he do that then? Well, the gill man. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make a lot. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense how what's blocking their way changes every time you sit, would not you? And when when they're underwater, it looks massive. It's massive, and then from the surface, you're like, well, just drop, just <laughs> go straight over. Just it. keep going. Just gun that engine, baby. Just go. It's literally a branch on the lagoon. It's a lily pad. Just keep going. It's like that wasn't there when we came in. It's like, well, we know the Gilman has trapped you. Yeah, in the lagoon. You ought to touch your ankle again. Um, so if it was just about territory he'd just let him go yeah it's weird that he didn't want him yeah you would have thought he'd just be happy he'd say oh, thank god they've got thank rid god of they've them. fucked off maybe he knew they were going to come back with more guns and stuff would he been that bright yeah I don't know the, he didn't strike me as that super intelligent no the creature Gilman you wanted to touch your ankle mate 
I think that's yeah. what he wanted. That's all he wanted. He just needed a bit of human contact, Mark. That didn't make him a monster. He's <laughs> not a monster. It does when you're a monster. Wow. But <laughs> there are times that we all feel like monsters, Mark. Excuse me, yourself. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I, I identified with a creature when I was a teenage boy. I identify with him now, Mark. What, what does that tell you? I don't know. <laughs> so uh, what would happen if you went up to him and just tried to touch her ankle Jamie well I wouldn't do that <laughs> exactly unless we were swimming what what if I was lurking in the depths Lurk, never stay lurking what in the well when I've never human, lurked lurk, in any no, depths no, no. lurking in what in depths I've never done that I'm not a big <laughs> swimmer I wouldn't ever touch anyone's ankle swimming when, if I knew her maybe but not no sure yeah. Okay. No. So it is a weird thing. No, but it's, a, but it's not. He. There's a sexual element. Yeah. But it's pretty like tame, and he's just drawn to her. I think mm. in the context of you know, it's pretty. It's pretty safe. Yeah. But I mean, there is a subtext there to it. It's kind of Freudian if you really want to get into it. But. Yeah. I. Poor fish man. Poor I do sympathise with the fellow. I don't think he's all bad. So they can't get out. And they theorise that they need to go down and winch the crap out of the way so they can get the Rita, the boat, the Rita out. And Dr. Williams is like, this is my chance. I'm going to get him now. I'm going to go down with harpoon guns with you. We're going to get him. And Dr. Reed is like, no, we just need to go. We can't. Let's not waste any time. They have a full on fist fight about it. Yeah. And he kind of, Dr. Reed kind of gets the upper hand. He kind of punches him out. Yeah. Kind of. Well, he just slides down the thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I can't be bothered anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, you got me, you bugger. And Dr. Reed goes out, puts the winch round, or, you know, he's submerged again in the, his aqua lung. They never call it scuba gear, do they? Uh, no. I'm going to go down in the aqua lung. I guess that was. Yeah, I mean, that's if you get a couple of good underwater sequences here. Oh, some of the, the underwater stuff's brilliant, to be honest. Yeah. And it does look haunting in the black and white and stuff like that yeah I like a lot of the underwater stuff the underwater stuff do, does still relatively work really well when she's swimming and the monster is swimming like in parallel to her underneath yeah I thought it was really effective and that is creep that everyone gets creeped out by that yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. of being in water and there being something underneath you and any time that you've been in water and your foot is brushed against something Ooh, that is that. It does touch into that. Yeah, I happened to be in Spain once. Yeah, straight out of the ocean, mate. Okay, I think it happened in Africa as well when I went there. So what was it? Well, I don't know. Okay, do you think it was a gill? It was man? big fish in Africa. Oh, okay. Could uh, it have been a shark? Could it have been a shark? Could have been a shark. Could have been a shark. I think there was uh, dorados. I think we were trying to catch dorados. Okay, are they, they like, big? Big, big things, about three foot long. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, anything that you can't see, yeah. even if it's just a bit of seaweed, you're like, well, I, I stepped on it, when it fucking moved. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Like that. We are up to our, we were literally up to our chests casting out. Oh, okay. And I was <laughs> running back in, was like, Ugh. Ugh. yeah, fun though. It sounds fun. Oh, it's great fun. Did you catch any? No. Okay. No. He stood on one. Stood on one. Or something. Saw a really old African fellow riding down the beach with a rifle on the back. Okay. What was he doing? Not fishing. Well, he might be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. 
But it was lovely. Honestly, White Beach, just me and the kids on it. And, and a guy and with a rifle on his back. Me, Olag, <laughs> two kids, and a guy with a rifle. Yeah. Anyway. Black yeah, sorry. I was, we were away on holiday. So how? what have we got up to? What's happening? Uh, oh, so, we, yeah, so they've gone back into the water. They're trying to get the branch... He's gone down to hunt it and shoot it. Well, it, that, it's almost that's almost a bit of a hand solo moment, isn't it? Because Doctor Reed has punched him out. Then he's gone down. And he's hooking the winch up. The Gill Man arrives, and then Doctor Williams appears, luckily, and shoots at it with a harpoon. Then he goes after it, doesn't he? Yeah. So, well, it's a big mistake. But he kind of he does kind of save Doctor Reed. Yeah. Doctor Reed was going to get in trouble, so. He gets it, he really gets into it with a gill man. <laughs> it's like he almost forgot he was underwater. Yeah. And I mean, the gill man just tears his aqua lung apart, doesn't he? Just pulls well, out the pipes and He stuff. just pulls his pipes out of his mouth. And he, the, he has got, the creature has been hit once. Yeah, he's been, I think he's got, he gets harpooned twice. A couple of times. He got harpooned him earlier, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, he's pretty peeved by then. Yeah, he would be a little bit annoyed. Like, dropped yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been harpooned a couple of times. Yeah, you've poisoned the lagoon. You've shot me two times with a harpoon. You're teasing me with this beautiful woman in a 50s swimsuit. With her lovely ankles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julia Adam. Lovely. So, yeah. So, it kills him. It kills him. Yeah. It does kill him. Yeah. And that's kind of cool when he's floating up and everything. Yeah, that's all really cool. Kind of cool. And uh, and they devise a plan. They devise a plan. <laughs> Let's poison this lake some more. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna poison it more. We're gonna work out a way of well, someone mentions mosquitoes or something, and he's like, ah, that's not a bad idea. We're gonna just we'll treat him like a mosquito. What I need is like a pressurized container that I can squirt the poison root juice into his face. <laughs> It's a shit plan. Well, it works. You just everything's dying. There's just more of that crap in the Yeah, just I'll, I'll just kill the whole lagoon. But at least, hey, at least we know we get the gill man. And it doesn't work anyway, does it? He, they managed to winch out the final twig. Yeah, and clear the way. It's not convincing. And they're kind of like, yeah, okay, we We're can go good. now. But he's he gets back on the boat. He gets on that boat. He does get on times. that boat a lot. Too many times, too many times. So he gets back on the boat, grabs her, jumps off, heads back to the cavern, his yeah. cavern, sacred, his safe space, and Come Dr. Reed. For a bit of me time with the lady. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. How, when he finds her, you almost, she's like led out on that rock. You kind of think, <laughs> shit, what? What's the. What's, the, what's he doing? What's he, yeah, he had nowhere to be seen, but she's just sort of. You almost expected her to be smoking a cigarette. <laughs> what a post-coital. <laughs> She's flaked out on that rock. Hey, not a hair out of place. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, hey, Dr. Reed. Oh, thank God you got her in time. And the merman, the merman, the gill man is still lurking in the shallows, in the caverns. And it's quite funny. Dr. Reed bounces that rock off his head. <laughs> It's quite funny. It's so obviously a rubber rock. It bounces. It's rubber on rubber. Yeah. So it bounces. Quite far. Quite far. Funny. And I love it. It just picks him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He chucks people around a bit. He's yeah. pretty strong, the Gilman creature. 
Yeah, the, and then the, the captain comes over, doesn't it? It's only had three left, isn't it, mate? Yeah, I think they're down, they're dwindling. Matey's still on board, all wrapped up. Yeah, Doctor Thompson, but Doctor, our original Doctor Parver and Captain Lucas, they show up. They shoot the shit out of the creature. Yeah. They really shoot him a lot. And even to the point where Dr. Reed is like, no, no, don't shoot him anymore. Yeah. It's like, like, they've shot him 50 times. Shot five keep, times. Yeah. keep going. Keep shooting him until he doesn't move anymore. Then you take him back. Go look what we found. Yeah. What about all the dead bodies? No, no, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> look at this <laughs> thing. What about this dead doctor? No, 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 yeah. look at this. Check this shit check out. This, check this out. It's an actual real life gill man. Well, he's dead, but it's a gill man. <laughs> He ain't fossilised or nothing. He was alive. He was alive. He killed four of them. It's kind of vague about what happens to him. He, well, he just kind of floats off, doesn't he? Is he, he dead? He's dead. kind of floating like he's dead. Yeah. And then the other thing 50s... Then it just fucking ends. That's the other thing 50s <laughs> movies. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, the end. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. He, yeah. Kay and Dr. Reed just embrace on the beach and it's like, the end. Yeah, it's very abrupt. It's almost like if I went, good, say goodnight, Jane. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it was even more abrupt than that. That's another, I think that is just another thing of that era that to us seems so yeah. strange now. You feel like you need more at the end. You think there's so much exposition and explanations yeah. earlier on. And at the end, you feel you need just like a little bit of a, oh, well. You needed a, you needed a bit of a, but beauty killed the beast. Or something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah, or at least them getting back on the boat and leaving, getting out of the lagoon. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, creature from the black lagoon, Mark. Three stars. Three? No, four. Yeah, four. I'm gonna go five. I gotta go. You gotta go five, man. It's creature from the black lagoon. It's Mark is how four stars this is, is like, a great film. It's not. This is this film is seventy years old, yeah, man. So what? I I think for seventy years old, it still holds up pretty well. Yeah, four stars is a good rating. How four stars is a good rating? How do you think your son would get on with? He wouldn't get through it. <laughs> he wouldn't get through it. He'd be no, bored immediately. He would be pretty bored of it. As soon as you first see that, there he'd be out. <laughs> you know, his laptop open. He'd be watching some other stuff. But it's kind of interesting to feel like for our generation, this, the age yeah. that this two, now to Ellis, is like alien. Yeah. It's that much of a There's gap. There's a big of a gap. Yeah, I know. Bigger gap. It's crazy, isn't it? How, yeah. It always, it makes me laugh about horror. How I mean, this was 20 years before I was born. Yeah. Yeah. 22, yeah, before I was born. So, yeah, I know, I know. It's... So, Ellis's would have been a mid-90s film, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. That's mad, isn't it? Oh, no, would it have been? No, mid-80s. And what year was he born? 2008. So, it would have been 1985? 88. Yeah, yeah. So, something from 1988 would be the equivalent of how we would feel about... <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel old, doesn't it? But yeah. it's interesting how horror... I mean, the leaps and bounds of... T- the technology and everything over that yeah, short yeah, period yeah. of time. Yeah. And this this was massively influential. You can yeah, tell that yeah. a lot of the directors that we're into, they would have definitely seen this when they were kids. And it would have, obviously, you could tell it had an impact. I mean, it had a massive impact on horror 
this oh, yeah. I mean, creature yeah. from the Black Lagoon. I still think four is a fair score. No, no, you stick with your four, Mark, but I'm going five. It's a classic. I'll knock a star off for that fucking music. Da, 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 da. Is it kind of like that? I don't well, know. Every time da, like, da, it's like, we'll keep it subtle, guys. He's got his own signature <laughs> tune, isn't it? You know, it's he, not he, subtle it, at all. No, it, yeah. It is kind of a little bit heavy on the soundtrack. Again, that was of the... Oh, the lunar the trade, mate. Well, I guess they were. I mean, there's so much that they you could see they were starting to get right, but there was yeah. still so much. You were just like, oh, God, come on. I mean, I, I would imagine it stands out in a quagmire of other men in suit films. Yeah. Because there's probably... I love a, a good man good in a rubber suit. of them that came out of similar Oh, time. Christ, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can bear in mind as well. This is later on for Universal monster movies. Yeah. I mean, you think a lot of them were like what thirties? Yeah, the original, like Boris Karloff and stuff. That was yeah. like thirties, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, and they, I mean, they're still they still hold up in my mind. I struggle with them a little bit if I try and watch one now. If I'm honest, I can still do Frankenstein. Frankenstein's yeah, yeah. still great. Karloff still looks fantastic in that. He's got to be one of the best screen Frankenstein's ever. Oh, yeah. Who's, who's ever been better than Karloff? Even Robert De Niro. <laughs> Shit. Is <laughs> that Karloff? He can't do Karloff. No. And like that, 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 I, that really iconic scene of when you first see him and his cheeks are so like sunken. Yeah. And his face looks uh, just so ghoulish. Well, it's, not, it's how Frankenstein looks, isn't it? Yeah. When yeah, you say yeah. Frankenstein, you see, that's Boris Karloff you see Boris, Boris Karloff. With the bolts in. Yeah. You don't see Bob De Niro. No, no, no. No, no. He, didn't look, a, he didn't look a great. I didn't mind Christopher Reeves so much as Frankenstein, but yeah, he's, he had No, didn't Robert De Niro start healing? I can't remember. I think he's healed, he's, his wounds, scars. He's completely healing. bold as well. Are you completely bold in it? Yeah, I think so. I didn't mind that. We could do that at some point. No, but... It's a fair, fair enough film. I like yeah. the fact it's got Richard Bryan in it. With De Niro on screen at the same time, I think. Is Richard Bryan yeah, in it? Yeah, Richard Bryan. At least like ever decreasing circles. I think maybe one of his last roles. But yeah. he pops up as a blind man, I think. Okay. And he can't see Frankenstein for what he is. He just oh, okay. treats him as a... Oh, Okay. I haven't seen that in a long, long time. I do kind of. It's Helena Bonham Carter as well, isn't it? Yeah. Kenneth Branagh. He directed it as well. Yeah, he's the side. He's the Frankenstein. He's Dodd Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not terrible. He got his shirt off for a lot in it. It's very overwrought. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's nineties. It reminds me of that Wolfman with Del Toro, just a little bit overwrought. I didn't hate that. No, I didn't. I didn't hate that. A lot of that's shot in Castle Coombe. Yeah. Well, I'd say a lot. There are a few scenes shot in Castle Coon. Yeah, I didn't mind that. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, okay. Um, how long have how long we done? Are we, well, should we wrap it up now? Yeah, I think we're, yeah, I've nothing more. It's your turn to pick something next week, Mark. Yeah, Got I think in, about that. Nothing in mind yet? Not at the moment. Do you want to tease the listener? No. Okay. Say goodnight, Jamie. That was, seems... It wasn't abrupt at all. Okay, all right. Now it won't be. Uh, okay. Say good night, Jamie. Good night, Jamie. Good night, Mark. Thanks, everybody.
Fortress Betamax Dungeon.